Welcome to Pilates Simple, your Pilates community that empowers your movement, maximizes your results, and gives you the tools you need to understand your body simply. I am your host, Kira Obst. Let's demystify your body and movement together. Well, hello and welcome back. I am Kira Obst, your host and owner of Iron Nine Pilates, and you are listening to Pilates Simple. So today we're going to discuss um, the few things that I've noticed that people consider as being like the mecca of Pilates. And that's specifically what we're talking about is the Pilates roll-up. You know, throughout the years that I've taught, I, in most, in a large majority of the sessions, I incorporate the Pilates roll-up. So whether that's, you know, on classes on Zoom or live group classes, um, you know, in-person group classes or one-on-one sessions or in the programs that I write, I'm always including the roll-up because it's really, it's an important, um, it's an important movement to be able to master because it's so much more than strength. You know, it has a lot to do with our body mechanics and it has a lot to do with our, how flexible our spines are. And it has a lot to do with all different pieces, um, our breathing, so many different principles of Pilates go into the roll up. And, um, so it's something to, take the time to discuss. Not only because I like the roll-up and I like to incorporate it in nearly every session, but it's also because it has become a talking point in a big way among my clients, you know, in private conversations between my client and me. Uh, even a few weeks ago, I uh, put on my Instagram stories like, oh, what would you like to me to talk about on the podcast? Like, what is interesting to you? Or what questions do you want to have answered? And <laughs> whether it was the explicit language or not, but somebody was like, the bleeping roll-ups. Like, why can't I do a bleeping roll-up? You know, and that is the experience a lot because people have it in their minds that if they can't do a roll up, then they are not strong or they don't have ab strength. Or if they can't do a roll up, then they can't do Pilates. Or if they can't do a roll up, then this is all what this is all for naught. Like, what's the point of doing any of this? You know, and that's something that I've experienced. And because of those frustrations of my clients. Uh, is why I really lean into instructing the roll-up repeatedly. Because just like Joseph Pilates says, patience and persistence are worthwhile endeavors in any worthwhile or any um, achievement. I forget how the, the saying goes. But really, it takes practice. It takes persistence. And it is not ever just about strength. And it's not it's not an indicator of like how good or not good you are at Pilates. So for those of you who are listening who might not know what a roll-up is, um, basically a roll-up is like a sit-up, except that your legs are staying long on the ground. So, you know, you don't have bent knees and your arms are also long throughout the movement. Um, So unlike like a sit-up or a crunch, you don't have your hands behind your head, certainly not pulling on your head, um, but your arms are long and away from the center of your body, either overhead or reaching up towards the ceiling. 
Um, and the design of the roll-up is to be able to move with control with a deep connection in the center of your body all the way up to a seated position. So, you know, um, being able to move your spine one segment of a, a, at a time is an ideal roll-up, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, so now that you know what it is, like I, I challenge it, you. If you have the ability to right now get down on the floor and try a roll-up, why don't you go ahead and try it? Just try it cold. Um, if you're driving or something, it's okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, but it's a challenge for a lot of people, whether they're new to Pilates or not. And the funny thing is, kind of like most Pilates, like watching somebody do a roll-up correctly it looks super simple. And it's like, okay, that's going to be your exercise. That's what you do for core work or whatever. But just like Pilates practiced and done well, like I've always said, if someone were to look into a Pilates class, they would probably think that there was no work happening at all, or at least it would look at least relaxing. But they'd have no idea the amount of effort that's actually happening. And, you know, a roll-up is no exception to that. You know, but with the roll-up, people kind of think that it's, they think of it as a fundamental of Pilates. And moreover, similar movements of the spine, but different accessory muscles, people think of the Pilates teaser and the roll-over, which we'll get into a little bit later as the pinnacle of Pilates, you know, having the ability to tap into deep strength to move the entire body with grace and control. But the problem with the idea of the roll-up being a fundamental movement is that it feels discouraging to people when they're practicing and practicing and practicing, you know, forever and ever and ever, and they either just can't get up or their legs fling into the air or they have to use so much momentum that, oh my gosh, I'm going to say it, that like they fart or they queef. <laughs> like really, this needs to be talked about a little bit more. Like sometimes Pilates is not sexy at all. <laughs> and sometimes being able to have a spa safe space to do your Pilates so that you can like let her rip, just like queef your little mind out. I'm sorry, I'm being crass. I don't know if there's a better or a more technical term other than if you're a lady listening to this, like gas coming out of your lady parts, <laughs> like air coming out of your lady parts, that's a queef. I don't think there's another term for it. Anyway, um, th those things make roll-ups feel the exact opposite of moving with poise and grace and control. But here's the thing, like even if you've practiced roll-ups forever and you still like can't get them, I need you to hear one thing loud and clear. Loud, loud, loud and clear. So turn this up for the people in the back. Uh, if you've got little kids in the back or whatever, don't worry. I'm not going to use any more crass language. Uh, the roll-up is not always a strength issue that's holding you back. Let me repeat that again. A roll-up is not always a strength issue that is holding you back. Like people are obsessed with whether or not they have abs. Like, oh, I can't do a roll up. I'm like, I don't have abs. And my response always to those people is, well, you do have abs. <laughs> everybody has abs, you know, <laughs> um, like newsflash, everybody has abs. 
But the, the issue is being able to connect deeply to the center of your body and having mobility in your spine. Like if you've got a stiff or immobile spine, it makes roll-ups incredibly challenging no matter how strong you feel like your abs are or are not. So like right now you're like, what? After all this time you're telling me it's likely a spine issue than a strength issue? Yes. Yes, I am. (laughs) Now, of course, you know, body mechanics and dynamics matter, such as the length of your legs versus the length of your torso, or whether there's any atypical curve in the spine. Um, If you have leg length discrepancies, so like I have one leg that's a little bit shorter than the other, that certainly makes a difference. Um, how your pelvis is situated. If your pelvis is has an anterior or posterior tilt or even a slight rotation in it somewhere, all of these things matter um, to have the ability to be able to connect into your lowest, deepest layer of abs and your entire unit. But even despite all of these potentially, like these potentials, I should say, Um, still the most important piece of a roll-up done well is mobility in your spine. And I know this to be true because of all of the people I've worked with who have obsessed or dreaded or loathed the roll-ups, like at least 95% of the time, um, I'll have people work mobility into their movement sessions and by the end they're able to better do a roll-up or eight. And It's just, it's fascinating to me every time. So if you were able to go ahead and lie down and try a roll up and maybe you felt successful and maybe you didn't, but I'm going to give you a few pointers on how you can do a roll up just within this, this time period of this podcast and feel already strong, stronger and more graceful and have more poise. Before we get into movements of the spine, I want to first give you some tips to be able to complete a roll up. If you're in a session and you've not been given the opportunity to warm up through your spine in all directions, like there are some helpful tips from external cues that you can use. Like say you go to a local Matt Pilates class and you know, right out the gate, she's like, let's go ahead or he, let's go ahead and do roll-ups. And you're like, ah, my spine isn't even warm. And, you know, you still have tips and props that you can use to still make your roll-ups successful. So let's just talk about a couple of reasons that your roll-ups might feel unsuccessful and some of the issues that might go along with this. So of course, we talked about mobility of your spine. But also if you have tight hips, so if you have short and tight hip flexors, you might notice that your legs kind of pop up as you're rolling up. That's a common issue that I see with people Um, that also might have to do with the length of your torso versus the length of your legs. Your feet might want to kick up. Um, If you have a tight back, which is also a lot of times a tight low back, it's also a lot of times associated with tight hip flexors. So that could be another issue. Um, Maybe if you have some curve in your spine, like we already talked about, like a scoliosis, um, that could affect your roll-ups and how you're able to kind of move fluidly throughout your movements. Um, Also, hamstring strength. It's 
you know, over time, you don't need to use your hamstrings as much. But especially when you're first starting out and you're trying trying to dig your heels into the mat to be able to anchor your feet down, if you don't have a lot of hamstring strength, that can be challenging to do to to ground your heels into the mat. Um, so, and then like maybe it's just you just can't actually get up. All right, there there's loads of different reasons that roll-ups can feel frustrating. So here are a couple of external solutions to those problems. So first things first, like if you're in your home or wherever else and you have, you know, a kitchen chair or whatever, you can certainly put your feet between the legs of the chair and then press into the legs of the chair with the outsides of your ankles. So you're you're going to think of really pressing the the chair legs apart from one another and hold that strong press of the chair legs and then go ahead and roll up. That could be a simple solution for you if you're finding that you just can't get up and your legs won't stay down. Another um, a thing that can help to anchor your legs down, believe it or not, and this this surprises people all the time that this works. If you have a light hand weight, even if it's like one or two pounds, and you hold on to the hand weight in each hand, so it's like, and if you don't have a hand weight, like even like a big can of beans or something will work. Um, and so you have your grip on either side of the weight, the weighted object, I should say. And then let your legs lie flat, lay flat, take a big breath in, and then start to roll up. That little bit of weight, even one or two pounds, can help you to anchor your legs down and to help you move smoothly up through your spine. It surprises a lot of people, and it's also okay if you have to use a little bit of momentum just to get a feel for it. So that is another external tip and a prop that you can use to help you to have more fluid roll-ups. The last thing that surprises people a lot of times is by either um, rolling up a towel, like maybe a hand towel, or even just like at the center of your mat, kind of doubling up the center of your mat, and then lying down with the small of your back on the towel or the raised area. So kind of where we all have that natural curve in our spine at the small of our back, so you see a little bit of daylight between your low back and the mat, put the prop or the towel underneath that part of your back. And just that little bit of feedback can help you to actually roll up way smoother. In fact, I just taught a class this morning and there were probably four new people in class. And so I... We got to the point where we were doing our roll-ups and I was purposely, because it was a movement of the spine class, I purposefully had them do their roll-ups, quote unquote, cold. So without, you know, moving their spine in all directions first so that they could see, they can kind of um, take a little inventory on where they are when they are cold doing a roll-up versus when we did it later. And so... You know, the four new people, they were kind of feeling frustrated. They were struggling through it or whatever. And I, the, the option that I gave them today was to put um, a towel or roll up the mat underneath the small of their back. And each one of those people sat up fluidly and they were like, I didn't believe you. I didn't think it was going to make a difference. And I said, I know. 
Nobody does, but it always, always, always helps. And it's so interesting. And it's just that little bit of feedback that you receive from the prop underneath you that you are able to connect your spine to that to help you to curl around that part that is generally not touching the ground. The The last thing that you do, you can do if like roll-ups are not for you, <laughs> you feel like I should say. And you know, every time you try, it's like, just your head and neck come up and you can't get up anymore. Another really, really, really rock solid option, and you've heard me say it before, is building strength in the negative. So instead of trying to roll up, go ahead and sit up and try to roll down with control. So maybe you fall down the first few times. That's okay. But over time, you're able to control your landing one segment of your spine at a time all the way down. You don't have to roll up right away. You can roll over on your side to get yourself back into a seated tall position. Continue those roll downs one segment at a time, one segment at a time. Repeat, repeat, repeat until you've built enough strength that you're able to finally roll up. So that is another really, really, really great way to do that. And I have a client right now, we've been working together, I want to say maybe three months now, and she is about probably six months, six weeks, I should say, um, six weeks into being able to rock solidly, be able to roll all the way up and roll all the way back down. And she was never able to even get her shoulder blades up off of the mat when she first started out. And it's because she built her strength in the negative. She didn't use um, props. She just built her strength in the negative. And then one day, about six weeks into our sessions, I said, why don't you just try? Why don't you try a roll up, see where you're at? Um, And she has been able to do them ever since. So that's a really great way that you can quickly and effectively build strength. Um, Not only does, you know, not only are you building strength in the negative, but also you're teaching your spine how you want it to be able to move, how to articulate your spine down. So it's like, uh, you know, muscle memory, strength building, all of the things makes rolling down really effective. But, okay, so now you have all these external tips. You've got the hand weight, you've got the towel under your back, you've got roll downs, you can stick your legs between, you know, um, You stick your ankles, I should say, between legs of a chair or between your spouse's legs or whatever and really push into those and be able to roll up. So those are some props that can assist us. You know how I feel about props. Props can certainly add resistance, but they're also great for assistance. And so that's a good example of that. But if you're doing roll-ups on your own um, and you have the time and space to be able to focus first on the movements of the spine and mobilization, then you'll be surprised to see that you may not need the props at all. Um, you may not need the tricks and the tips at all to help you to achieve a strong and graceful roll-up. So let's talk a little bit about movements of the spine. I feel very strongly about the movements of the spine um, because they are so important and being able to move your spine in all different directions. So there are four and a half, I like to say, movements of the spine. Um, There is first articulation. Let's start with articulation. So articulation is being able to move your spine one segment or one vertebra at a time. 
So if you think of rolling down, you're thinking of first starting with your tailbone and then going down to your sacrum and then the small of your back and then, you know, going all the way up your spine, but only connecting your spine to the mat one piece at a time. Um, same thing with bridging. When you bridge your hips up, one of the bridges is called an articulated bridge. And so you start by first lifting your hips up and trying to tuck your tail and then peeling your spine up off the mat and then lowering your spine down one rib, one vertebra at a time as you lower back down until you hit your hips. So that's articulation of your spine, being able to move your spine independent of itself. The second movement of the spine is rotation. Um, Rotation is so important to do well and to be able to train our strength in rotation because the number one way that people injure their backs is by improperly rotating. I think that I've actually even done a podcast on this before. I say this so so often, I don't even remember anymore, honestly. <laughs> but um, like, I, I don't know, have you ever been loading the dishwasher and all of a sudden you're like, how did I pull my back loading the dishwasher? Or you're sitting at your office desk and you reach into a filing cabinet and all of a sudden you threw your back out. Like that is improper rotation and it's also lacking strength in being able to rotate properly through our spine. So that's another movement of the spine that is to not be neglected nor forgotten. The next movement of the spine is extension. So when we think of extension of the spine, um, I want you to think of like a back bend, you know, being able to move your spine. So it's kind of uh, the opposite direction that we kind of want our spines to move in. So a back bend, or if you're lying on your belly on the mat and you reach your limbs away from the center of your body and you try to lift up your arms, lift up your legs, lift your chest up, you know, as high as you can go, that's also extension of your spine. And then the last um, part A and part B movement of our spine is flexion. So we have forward flexion in our spine. So, you know, being able to fold forward um, and that forward flexion is where we all are a huge majority of our day every day. You know, we are looking at our phones. We are flexed at our hips by, because we're seated. We're bending over to pick things up. We're, we're always in forward flexion. I shouldn't say always, but so much of our day is forward flexion of the spine. But the part B to flexion is also lateral flexion of our spine. So being able to move our spine side to side without rotating is also a really important part of moving our spine. So we have the four movements of the spine, but I say part A and part B to the flexion piece because forward flexion is not lateral flexion and lateral flexion is not forward flexion, but flexion as a whole is one of the movements of the spine. So if you try a roll up cold and you can't get up and you really want to see if you're able to do this without any props, then you're going to want to get each movement of the spine in. And, you know, you can dedicate your entire session to moving your spine in different directions. And by the way, I I feel like I need to kind of give a a PSA out here um, to movements of the spine. When people see that, like, 
on Mondays, for instance, I offer a live Zoom class and it's a movement of the spine class. And I think a lot of times people are like, I'm not even going to get a workout in. Like, we're just going to move our spines in all different directions. Um, No, (laughs) ma'am. That is incorrect. You will get a rock solid workout in while we have our spines moving in different directions. So it's not like a stretch class where we're kind of just getting our spine supple and rolling it around. It is still a full workout class. I mean, you can think of lateral flexion of the spine doing a forearm plank and you know, dipping your hips down to the mat and then lifting them high and tap down and lift high. Like that is still lateral flexion of the spine. And you, you know, if you've done a side plank recently, you know that you'd be working (laughs) while doing that. And, you know, rotations, um, well, I could give all the examples, but you could think of some things on your own, but, and so you can incorporate your entire session and how well the quality of the movements of your spine to be able to lead up to a roll-up. So again, like if you are in a class and they're starting you out with a roll-up, like first things first, I would try if you're able to, to get some movements in before you just jump right into it. So let me give you a few examples of how you can move your spine um, first before getting into your roll-up. you can start with articulation with bridges. So like I already said, you know, start with your feet flat on the mat, you lying on your back, hands long, and then imprint your spine down to the mat and lift your hips up one segment of your spine at a time all the way up. Take a big breath in at the top. And then as you exhale, drop your ribs like you're melting back down into the mat. So one segment of your spine down, down, down. And then once your your hips are on the ground again, continue that. Try that eight times. From those bridges, you can bring your knees side to side, feet flat on the, the mat into your windmills. So you keep your shoulder blades planted on the ground, but bring both of your knees over to the left side of your body. Your right shoulder blade stays down. And then exhale as you pick your knees up and then do the same thing to the other direction. Do that a few times in each direction. Then do the same thing to continue your rotations, but a little bit farther up your spine with your legs in tabletop position. So your feet off of the floor and then drop your knees over to one side. Again, making sure that your shoulder blades stay down. So those are some good examples of rotations. Another example of rotation is being able to go into your Pilates saw. So your feet are wide, you're lifted and seated nice and tall, and then you reach your right hand to your left foot. Try to get really nice and long, bring your gaze to the hand behind you, and then sit up tall again, and then the same thing to the other direction. And just keep moving in that rotation. That's another way to um, incorporate incorporate rotations. Um, For forward flexion, you could do the 100 you could do the stretch series so the single leg stretch the straight leg stretch the double leg stretch anything that has your chest lifted your gaze between your thighs that is a forward flexion in your spine and then for extension you can warm up with like i already said superman um or uh let me think Uh, leg kicks like double or single leg kicks when you're propped up on your forearms 
um, on your belly though. So you're maintaining extension through your spine as you move your legs. So any of these are good options and these are just scratching the surface on some of the options that you can use to warm up your, the spine in each different direction. So if you're like totally overwhelmed, like, oh my gosh, I don't even know what she's saying. <laughs> Literally just Google exercises in forward flexion, exercises in lateral flexion, exercises in rotation, ex- exercises in articulation of the spine, you know, and you'll have a pretty good idea of some different movements that you can do to get your spine warm. So if you were able to try a roll up just cold, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, and you have been able to kind of move just a little bit the way I've been describing in the four different movements of the spine, I would encourage you again to drop down to the mat and try another roll-up because chances are it is going to feel um, less clunky. It's going to feel more fluid, more flowy. I know that I said today that we were going to talk about teasers and rollovers as well, and I guess we will touch a little bit on them, but um, we're going to keep the main point here today to master your roll-ups because... Roll-ups are the base for being able to do a teaser well and to be able to do a rollover well. So again, if you're not really familiar with what a Pilates teaser is, I will um, explain it to you. So when you're thinking of your roll-up, your spine is down on the floor, you're lying flat on the floor. Um, now imagine that you are rolling up, but this time either one or both of your legs float up as well as you are peeling your spine up. So the end of the teaser is you ending up in like a V-sit position. So you're kind of balancing on your sacrum, your legs or leg is long, you're reaching your hands towards your toes, and you're keeping a deep connection through the center of your body. And then with as much control as you were able to tease up, you also land with that much control as well. So you're still articulating your spine down. So it's this really deep, deep, deep connection um, to be able to move with a whole lot of grace and control. Super challenging. Um, With our teasers, we also use our hip flexors a bit and um, just again, now mobility of the spine is required, but so is this deep connection and strength, which you could get away with a roll up with kind of bypassing that deep connection, not recommended, but you could do it. Whereas a teaser, you won't have your balance. You won't be able to not use momentum if you don't have that deep connection through the center of your body. And then a roll over is when instead of your upper body rolling up over your legs, you pick your legs up off of the floor and then send your legs behind your head. So your feet are above you, behind your head, your legs are parallel to the ground. But again, just like a teaser, you, it's required that you have this deep connection through the center of our body so that we don't end up dumping into our hips and we don't end up dumping into our spine. We're able to maintain this length and lift from our spine because we're so strong from the center of our body. And just like 
our roll down or when we're teasing down or when we're going to come out of our roll over. We have to maintain this deep connection to be able to land our spine one segment at a time on the way down. But those are even more advanced movements than the roll up. The roll up is actually considered an advanced movement, even though it's also fundamental. But done well, it is challenging. But now you have some tools in your little tool case, toolkit, what is that called? Um, to be able to really master your roll up with a little more ease, a little more control, and a whole lot more knowledge to be able to do it well so that you can quickly start to progress through your Pilates journey. And it is important to feel successful. Like it's one thing to be successful. It's a whole other thing to feel successful. And so again, from my experience with working with people, when they feel successful in their roll-ups, they are successful in their practice. And when they feel successful, the chances are through the roof that you want to end up returning to the next session. Like, and it's really important to like make note of those little successes, whatever they are, because if you don't, then it's just going to kind of feel like ho-hum and it's just another thing on your to-do list. But when you can start to realize and tap into your body awareness, you know, taking inventory at the beginning of class to the end of class, you know, setting an intention at the beginning of class and see if that intention served you and how well your workout served your intention, taking inventory and just being deliberate and mindful of these intentions that you set and making sure that you celebrate your wins can help you to come back for more, more frequently. And that's where it's going to really matter for you to have this really robust Pilates experience. So I would love to know if this has been helpful for you. Um, I'll just kind of give you the Cliff's Notes version um, for movements of the spine. So again, we have rotation, articulation, extension, and flexion, both forward and lateral. And then um, being able to move our spine well before we go into our roll-ups can help us to be that much more successful in our roll-ups. And if you're not quite to that point where simply just moving your spine before your roll-ups are helping you to be fully successful, then you can use props or use props if you've not had the opportunity to warm up your spine in all different directions. So again, those props can be placing your feet in between two legs of a chair and pressing the legs of the chair away to help you roll up or a small hand weight in your hands to help leverage your legs down as you roll up. Or maybe one of my favorites, placing um, you know, a small hand towel, rolling it up underneath the small of your back to help you with your roll-ups. All of these things, both internal and external ways that you position yourself and your body, um, can help you set up for success. So let me know if this is helpful. Leave a kind review and I will talk to you next week. I hope you enjoyed the episode and thanks for tuning in. To get more information, you can find me at iron9pilates.com or on Instagram, searchable iron9pilates. Please leave a kind review and lots of stars. Have a good day.